guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, today is Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, it's There is no better day than to start new habits, new goals, work on your aspirations. If not on Monday, then when? Uh, guys, and today uh, you get to be a fly on a wall listening to uh, our amazing, fascinating, uh, so practical and rich in tools and trackers and habits episode uh, with uh, Noel Andrews. So, conversation with Noel Andrews, who um, we are living together in this co-living space in London, where you live, play, work together as a community. Quite a fascinating experience, I must say. It's my first time. But anyhow, back to Noelle. Noelle has always been into fitness and exercise, yet it's only recently he's discovered the power of applying the habits of uh the science of building habits to nutrition. Through a data-driven approach, Noel has figured out what works for him and through coaching and accountability is now exceeding the goals he's set for himself. And guys, it's through the pandemic that Noel is doing this. It's extra challenging, as we all know, but he's accomplishing quite some amazing fitness and health and nutrition goals, all with the purpose to live every day as a better version of himself to have this awesome life experience where we feel like we're just acing it. It's just fun. We are having this amazing experience called life. So nutrition, health, taking care of yourself, uh, mindfulness, uh, all these practices, powerful practices help us to be that and to live our best possible life experience. So back to Noel. Uh, combining, uh, he combines all of this with running two businesses. Noel is a new digital nomad, and you'll find out what that means. Um, Noel's never happier than when having fun with family and friends, preferably combined with his love of sports like wakeboarding, snowboarding, and kite surfing at home in England or further afield. Um, Noel shares with you how his uh, goal-driven passion for health and fitness is actually driven by um, his desire to be able to do more stuff in life, more fun stuff in life, like kite surfing or snowboarding or wakeboarding or God knows what else uh, Noel will want to do in the future, right? And we want our bodies to be able uh, to do that for us, with us. Uh, that's where uh, Noel finds his motivation to keep going. Professionally, Noel runs uh, jobrec.eu, an online hiring service providing online business owners with quality remote workers from Eastern Europe. So uh, this conversation, guys, it's packed with practical takeaways, strategies, nutrition, and fitness, and trackers, and routines. Um, it's a good one, guys. You'll get a lot of value from it, value, advice, tips that you can apply to your life, to yourself. You can try them out, test them out to see what kind of amazing results you can get when you consciously start 
working with some smart tools as your helpers on your self-development, self-growth. See how your life is going to get transformed. So without further ado, please tune in to our conversation with Noelle Andrews. Welcome to Food School Podcast. Today, you're going to be kind of like a fly on a wall while we are chatting with a friend of mine who I met in this collective uh, or co-living space. Uh, If you are curious about what the co-living space is, you can look it up, the collective in London. So, Noel is here. Say hi to our audience. Hi, everyone. And hi, Angela. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. So, Noel is um, a person who you can call digital nomad, right? Um, so, can you explain to our listeners what uh, what digital nomad is in your words? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm kind of a beginner digital nomad uh, in many ways. So, digital nomads are typically people that have got kind of location independence. So, they're typically running online businesses or maybe freelancing and they're kind of traveling, um, you know, choosing to kind of be wherever they want to be. Um, I'm kind of early in that stage for myself, um, but I've traveled it pretty extensively. Um, but working very, very hard on making, getting all of my kind of what I call freedom income. So it's, yeah, location independent income through kind of an online okay. business. Cool. And so what do you do um, for yeah, work, so, your online business? Yeah, so I've got two things at the moment. So I do IT consultancy, so very much in the kind of corporate world, um, which was pretty office based until last year. And then, you know, uh, wonderfully remote now, which is great. Um, and then I also run an online job board called JobRack. Uh, so it's jobrack.eu. And that's uh, basically where we help business owners hire really, really great remote workers, developers, designers, uh, virtual assistants, uh, all from Eastern Europe. Um, so kind of out, out that region of the world. Okay. And so we're in London right now, right? And where are you from? Uh, so I'm from, I was born in London, actually, not too far from here. Um, and then I've spent the last kind of 15 years down in the southwest of England, uh, down in Devon. So uh, a couple of hours away. Okay. And now back to London. Yep. Now back to London. Yep. Um, do you like it more when you work remotely uh, without having to like see other people or be in the office or do you like going somewhere for work? So it's a blend for me. So I'm a people person. So I really like being with people. I like conversation. Um, but I like the efficiency of kind of like remote work um, in a sense. But I like the, yeah, the flexibility ultimately. So personally, I don't want to be tied to going to work at a certain time to a certain place. Um, that doesn't kind of suit, uh, fit well with me. Um, so yeah, it's funny. That's my big thing is all pushing for you know, my business to support me so that I can choose when and where I work. Because if the day's sunny and it's really nice, then I want to be out in it. But if it's raining, then, you know, I kind of like tailor things around that. So a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. in that sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I find the same thing to be true. You know, I'm a people person. I like meeting people, but I also love the flexibility and freedom that of a digital nomad lifestyle that you can go anywhere you want to go, you know, spend time during your day where you want to spend it. And uh, yeah. So we have this in common. Also, what we have in common is passion for health, fitness, healthy lifestyle. So can you tell our listeners about a little bit about that aspect of your life? Like, what are you into when it comes to health, fitness, nutrition? Yeah, sure. So I, I've always been big into exercise. So I've, you know, kind of big gym bunny kind of thing. You know, love cardio. I'm never happier than when I'm dripping wet from a really heavy kind of like sprint kind of workout. Um, got more and more into kind of the strength side of things over the last couple of years. Um, and kind of from a food perspective, like kind of always struggled with food from like you know, being a teenager in a sense. Um, 
yeah, buying sweets, chocolate, usual kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. was always kind of exercising quite hard. But as uh, you see the memes sometimes, you know, you can't out-train a bad diet, doesn't matter what you want to do. Um, and so I've tried a whole bunch of different kind of, you know, conventional diets from the books, etc. Um, and it was only really in the last kind of two years through a kind of combination of accountability uh, mm-hmm. through a couple of different ways um, and habits and figuring out what it is that kind of drives me and also the person that I want to be. Um, that's what's made the difference for me. So for mm-hmm. me, being a healthy person, super important. Uh, I want to be hit, fit, healthy, strong and flexible. They're kind of my four kind of things that I, that I focus on pretty hard now. Okay, uh, so you named all those things, being healthy, being fit. Uh, why is it important for you exactly? Like, how does it, what kind of benefits uh, does it bring into your life, um, you know, personal and professional? What do you think? I think the number one is energy, above mm-hmm. everything else. You know, I, I kind of, I bounce out of bed, I feel alive, I feel really good. Um, so energy is really important to me. If I, I like working out first thing in the morning, that's kind of what starts my day. If I don't, or if I can't for any reason, I kind of feel sluggish. Just kind of haven't got the blood pumping as it were. Um, so yeah, energy is really, really important. And ultimately, it's, you know, I have a very active lifestyle. Um, I like lots of different kind of sports from snowboarding to kite surfing, wakeboarding, mm-hmm. hiking, all those kind of things. And, you know, I want to be able to do more and more of them. And so I don't want to be limited by, you know, my health or kind of, um, you know, lack of fitness. Uh, and that's really important to me, especially as I, you know, kind of get you know, obviously we're all getting a little bit older. Um, you know, I actually have to warm up these days. I never used to have to do that. Um, but you should always warm up, obviously. Um, but yeah, so as I get older, that's kind of something that's like, I'm just more conscious of it. And it's kind of like, I want to kind of remain injury free. Um, mm-hmm. One of my things for this year that I'd like to get into is a little, little bit of beginner parkour, kind of street mm-hmm. running, stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, I just kind of want to be, I want to have the best possible life and have a great life. So, you know, I need kind of the health and fitness to, to support that. Mm-hmm health and fitness and um, you mentioned a little bit about your nutrition you know mm. that you used to like struggle maybe have not so good eating habits so what did you decide to change that because mm. for a lot of people it's not that obvious that, that when you start eating healthier for some people it means like a lot of restrictions and some people feel like they're going to be depriving and getting less of things in life not more like why did you decide to work yeah. so why did I decide to change it because I wanted to be kind of slimmer ultimately um, I wanted to feel more confident about my appearance. Um, I wanted to feel better and also know that I was healthier as well. Um, and that was, that was really, really important to me. So, and you know, like I said, I was really, I was working out really hard, but mm-hmm. if you're then just eating rubbish, you can't, you, you kind of, it just won't work. So there was a person that kind of, yeah, there were things that I wanted. Um, and one of the biggest things for me, the biggest shift was reading Atomic Habits uh, mm-hmm. by James Clear. Yeah, one and, of my favorite Awesome book, absolutely awesome book. Um, and awesome emails. His weekly emails are mm-hmm. like the best email I get every week. And he talks about identity a lot. And it's like, well, who who is the person that you are or who's the person you want to become? And for me, this was a real kind of tipping point. I'd had some good success for kind of a year or so through some online accountability groups and through working with a kind of a health and fitness coach. So I was getting that accountability, but it was still, I was getting results, but it was still a struggle because mm-hmm. I hadn't, kind of fix the mental side, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would still, if I was in a supermarket and uh, the reduced counter, that'd get me every time. <laughs> you know, because a 50 pence sausage roll is way more compelling than a full price one, even though I don't really like sausage rolls that much. Just the crazy kind of stuff that goes on in my mind. And I've since found out with lots of other people as well, you know, because men especially don't tend to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so as I've become a lot more open about it and happy to talk about it, People go, oh my God, yeah, me too. And I do those. And 
you know, the whole kind of, yeah, you can't buy one cookie, so you buy five, and then you don't want to throw them away, mm-hmm. so you eat more. Those kind of wonderfully terrible habits that hopefully most of your listeners don't don't have. Um, <laughs> so for me, it was the identity. It was figuring okay. out like what, who is the person, and not that I'm trying to be a healthy person. It's that I am a healthy person. Mm-hmm. And in again in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about. Um, he basically says when you've got a decision to make, say you know if it's a healthy person you want to be, what would a healthy person do? Mm-hmm. And. The answer for me, at least, is I don't have a particularly restrictive diet. If I want some cake, if I want a cookie, if I want a brownie, I'll have it. But I do go through that kind of what would a healthy person do? Well, they'll have a brownie, but they'll have maybe a smaller brownie rather than a massive one. Or mm-hmm. they won't have it every day. Um, for me, life was way too short to you know kind of deprive myself of the things I really want. But I've definitely discovered that the things that I thought I want aren't necessarily actually the things I want, you know, kind of. So you, mm-hmm. I've gone through a period of realising that the stuff that re- I used to, you know, just consume, now I'm a lot more almost mindful about it and I'm rec- I kind of recognise that actually some of these things aren't that great, don't mm-hmm. make me feel that good. And I've found lots of other things that, that do. So, yeah, for me, the nutrition, it was all about the identity mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just wanting to be healthier and ultimately feel confident. I want to feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, a very interesting thing you said about the identity i guess you know that's where i'm coming from also whenever i'm trying to like work a new habit or i'm trying to get new results in my life i'm trying to figure out why it's important and who i want to be because of the as a result of those choices i make from a certain identity point so um yeah i think that's you know very deep and will help a lot of people to realize that uh you can actually choose whatever you want to choose. If you want to have like cookies all day long, every day, uh, you know, that's your choice. But then you will have to come to terms with like what kind of person, who's the person is who does make the choice to prioritize cookies over their health and well-being long term. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's very important. And a lot of people might start thinking about that, like uh, who they are and why they want to make certain choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you are incredibly, as I see, you know, fit and healthy and have a lot of energy. You're always like radiating energy, doing something, you know, talking about doing something. It seems like it's working uh, really well uh, for you. And, you know, I also love this piece about um, that you don't have to be all or nothing. Mm. You know, if you have, if you want to have a cookie sometimes, you know, it's totally fine and normal. And... As long as it's a part of a healthy lifestyle overall, like nobody's going to die because they ate a cookie or nobody's going to get diabetes because they ate one cookie. I just, you know, when you do a lot of cookies every single day and that um, becomes a part of your routine, that's where you get all this results, right? Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, nutrition, uh, because we are talking about nutrition. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your routine? Um, like what are some guiding principles besides you know having certain things in moderation instead of all or nothing like what are some other concepts that maybe simple and maybe our listeners can use to improve their mm-hmm. eating habits so super simple for me um, so I am still kind of working to kind of drop just a little bit of weight so it's you know reducing my calories a little bit to the point when I, I get that the weight loss that I want um, I do track my calories I quite like it I'm quite a numbers kind of data-driven person. I quite like that and I don't find it a hassle. Um, lots of people don't need to and, and that's great. So, but for me, it's, yeah, just kind of keeping an eye on kind of what my intake is. Um, 
high protein. So I'll typically, I always aim to hit 150 grams of protein a day and I'm just around 75 kilos. So kind of two grams per kilo um, and lots of veggies, lots mm-hmm. of kind of fresh fruit, fresh veg, lots of greens. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. And that's kind of, that's the core really for me. So, you know, always hit to hit the protein goal. That naturally then kind of manages my macros a little bit mm-hmm. because if I'm hitting 150 grams of protein, that kind of takes some effort, um, especially now because I'm doing that through real food and not through okay. protein shakes. Uh, protein shakes are great. Um, they're super, super convenient. But to be honest, if I can, I'll have a chicken breast or tuna or things like that. Um, and yeah, and just kind of lots of fresh fruit and veggies. And that kind of that works really well for me. Um, I'm never happier than if I've got a really great salad that I've kind of lobbed some unusual things in there. So it might be like green beans or butternut squash or roasted onions. So mm-hmm. I roast a lot of veg off. Um, just make it interesting. Uh, and that's... You know, I do have a lot of repetition in what I eat because mm-hmm. kind of I like the routine and I find it quite easy. And then there'll be times when I'll go for a lot of flavour. So mm-hmm. you know, breakfast and lunch for me will be pretty consistent. Um, but then dinner will be like I always try. I love my spices, like my like, peri peri spice things like that. Um, just yeah, kind of making it interesting mm-hmm. and uh, and a little bit different. But yeah, main things: protein, keep an eye on my calories, um, and then just fresh fruits and veggies and mm-hmm. kind of and quality foods wherever I can you know so I don't mm-hmm. eat I eat very little processed food now okay um, you know that seems to be working for a lot of people and th- these are very good strategies that you know people have been using for like ages before all this fancy stuff like keto or fasting came around you know by the way do you use any of these other methods like intermittent fasting or reducing your I don't know carbohydrates or uh, consuming carbohydrates on certain times of the day or days no, of the week I've kept it really simple um, I am pretty low carb in reality um, and I switched to gluten free bread about a mm-hmm. year ago off a, why is it by the way hmm. so my coach has a view that a lot of people are maybe not intolerant to gluten but kind of they don't know their true energy levels mm-hmm. um, and so he encouraged me to do it I switched to gluten and gluten free bread and do I feel better not sure not very scientific um, there's times when I think yeah I probably do feel a bit better if I have every now and again I'll have like a really nice bit of bread and it does it naturally quite stodgy um, and I will feel different kind of afterwards so yeah so gluten free I'm not intolerant in any way I don't think but maybe it helps a little bit um, but no I mean I've tried most of the various different things out there you know I've gone through all kinds of different plans um, intermittent fasting I, I did the 5-2 for a while and that was quite mm-hmm. good but to be honest for me my fundamental problem with all of the diets is that at some point they have to end right mm-hmm. unless it's really true to me so for me lifestyle is really important mm-hmm. so I'm very geared around I want to eat in a way that supports if I, so if I go out for dinner breakfast or lunch with friends then it's not a massive deal mm-hmm. um, and I can choose from the menu what I've got better at is customizing what I really want. If I'm in a pub or a restaurant or a cafe, um, cafes are a bit tricky, but if it's a chef in a kitchen, I'll ask what I actually want. So if the kind of are happy to now combine mm. things on the menu. And people in America, the Americans do this really, really well. Us Brits, not so well. We're, we don't like to put people out, right? Inconvenience them. And actually, so because I don't eat eggs personally, I'm pretty intolerant to eggs. Um, so if I'm having breakfast out, that's often quite tricky because I don't want a full English that's got lots mm-hmm. of kind of fat and things like that. So I will always now I'll ask for kind of avocado and tomato on toast, and you know almost always I can get that. Maybe I'll add some ham or some bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so for me it's the lifestyle and it's the making. I want to live a great life, and mm-hmm. food's a big part of that, as is the social side. So it's finding ways to kind of fit that in, and just not being afraid to ask people to you know mm-hmm. can I have a bit of that and a bit of that together. 
never ever had a problem with. Yeah, well, that's, you know, a really great thing uh, that a lot of people, as you mentioned, you know, in different cultures actually have problems with, like, asking for a little bit of customization because, I don't know, they don't want to uh, feel like they're weird or different or, you know, that they don't fit in, especially if they're, you know, among their friends who just eat whatever. For me personally, it's always, it, it, it's never been a problem also. And I sometimes even say to like the wait staff or whoever's serving the food that I have some intolerances or allergies just be- just to make people feel that I'm serious about that, that I'm not just joking or you know that they can skip this request. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I do. And uh, and also I think uh, when you feel comfortable um, around people among you know your friends or people who you are with then it's not a problem because mm-hmm. you're not afraid that you can be judged based on your food choices or um you know anything like that so you know you mentioned you are intolerant to acts right how mm-hmm. do you know that i'm curious so they upset me significantly okay I think. yeah your so stomach. i used to, i used to eat them a lot as a child um and then probably from the age of about 10 or 11 yeah i'll just get a very upset stomach um, so I can eat, it's quite weird, I can eat them in other things, so like cake, it's fine, um, pastry, things like that, but uh, yeah, if I ate an egg, boiled egg, scrambled egg, fried egg, it just doesn't agree. Okay, that's just <clears throat> fascinating for me because my nephew has the same problem, meaning he does not eat eggs and he's now 13, um, and he's been like that since like very young. So he can't eat eggs by themselves, but when in something else, he's totally fine with that. I find it fascinating. Yeah. You know? Cake, pancakes, Yorkshire puddings, all the good things. They're absolutely <laughs> fine. It's, it's all good. Uh, yeah, just not, not eggs on their own. Uh, what about other uh, food intolerances, sensitivities? You know, you mentioned you were, you're not in gluten, but maybe other food groups. Yeah, the only other one is kind of um, like prawns. Prawns and shellfish. Oh. Um, okay. Again, just kind of similar kind of um, uh-huh. kind of stomach doesn't agree. But yeah, apart from that, everything is kind of is all good. So I kind of I have very few restrictions. Mm-hmm. Very very few. You mentioned low carb. Um, mm. I'm always curious, you know, because there are no hard definitions like for many of those mm. things. So I'm always curious, like, what do you? What is low carb for you? So when you say I'm pretty low carb. Yeah, low carb for me is so I have. So breakfast for me will be to, to be kind of chicken on toast um, or tuna on toast. So I'll have a slice of gluten-free bread. Lunch will typically be a salad um, that will have some like kind of butternut squash or things like that in it um, with tuna. And then dinner will often not have carbs in it. So a couple of years ago, I kind of changed my habit of always having to have a jacket potato or mm-hmm. chips or mashed potatoes, whatever it might be. Um, and just reduce that. So a lot of the time, it will just be, you know, kind of salmon, um, meats, fish, etc., with, you know, lots of veg. Um, I still have some kind of brown rice, um, still have things from time to time, but I'm very, if I'm out, for instance, I order a burger, I will get them to stop the fries because I'm not, you know, the value for me in eating the fries just isn't there for me. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm like hitting 150 grams of protein a day within the kind of calorie range that I'm currently targeting is quite tricky if I was having lots of kind of carbs in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. It can be quite calorie dense. So I'm probably pretty low carb compared to many people. Mm-hmm. But when I say that, it's more around the bread, the rice, the yeah, pasta, okay. the potatoes. You're more mindful. As opposed to things of, you know, um, you know, I do like a, I'll have a skinny hot chocolate, things like that. There's sugar in that. That's Therefore, it's carbs. I, I don't really kind of worry about that mm-hmm. side of things. It's just I'll probably have less of the kind of starchy type, um, mm-hmm. starchy type carbs. Yeah, I love this flexibility because, um, you know, a lot of people 
why a lot of people find a lot of things like low carb or, or, or even keto intermittent fasting very restrictive because people forget that they can define what that means for themselves. And yeah, you can have a piece of toast, but maybe for dinner, you're not going to be eating pasta. You're going to load up on more vegetables and more protein. So um, that's, you know, a very good point to like have this flexibility and re- redefining for yourself what it means. Because ultimately what's the most important thing is what results you get. And if you're happy with it, then, you know, yeah, anything can be okay. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's feeling good. Um, it's feeling good about what you're eating and not feeling restricted. You know, so mm-hmm. if I have a slice of pizza, I have a slice of pizza. You know, it's, you know, I just track it and I kind of, you know, ultimately what would a healthy person do? You know, and it's not just healthy in terms of food or kind yeah. of fitness. It's kind of healthy mind as well. You know, there's a, a good analogy, you know, people that kind of go on a diet and, you know, say, right, I cannot eat cake. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really like cake, that's a really terrible way to live. Constantly thinking every day, I cannot have cake. That life's too short, so you just got to find a way to kind of find a life that works for you um, with the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I totally agree. You know, that's I, I think everyone should find their uh, their middle way when they can have their cake and eat it too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just mentioned. Um, mental you know health and probably mental resilience like you seem to be very uh mindful and aware of things of uh, why you do things and what kind of results you're getting and uh, you know how to just in in general uh go around all of these habits like you know with um mindset identity and everything like what are some of the practices that you do to cultivate that kind of um, awareness and mental flexibility and just um, I guess connection to those things in yourself so so I'm pretty new so I, I um, in terms of what do I do I track religiously so I have goals um, I track progress I track my food I track my workouts all that kind of thing and that kind of keeps me conscious of what am I doing um, very recently I became aware about two months ago, that I'm someone that if I don't see visible results, I feel like I'm not making progress. Mm-hmm. And this was a real, like I was working with a coach around kind of like beliefs and what's real. Uh, and this was really interesting. It was definitely, definitely true for me. Kind of if I didn't see the scale going down or the inches going down or my strength going up, I would feel like I'm not making progress. And I've pivoted that now to ultimately I've got a very, very firm belief now that if I do the right things, I'll get the results I want. So I am much more focused now on habit goals. So doing pull-ups three times a week, for instance, or doing strength training five times a week, whatever numbers work for, for you. Um, but ultimately, if I do the right things, I cannot fail to get the right results. I, mm-hmm. it, kind of, it, it will just happen. And I'm now a lot more relaxed about that. So yeah, so I track um, a lot. I don't spend it, kind of, it's on my list to get a little bit more into kind of like yoga and actually kind of more mindful practices. Um, I don't do meditations at the moment, but I do do kind of affirmations or what I call a manifesto. So I will write down my probably about 20 things, um, typically first thing in the morning. These are things across all aspects of life. Um, it includes I am a healthy person mm-hmm. um, and they kind of help me. And it's just kind of it's like reinforcement about being, you know, I am the person I want to be. Some of the things I'm still working on, but, you know, I'm doing the right thing. So I'll, I'll get the results I want. Yeah, um, that focus on the doing uh, on the consistency, on the thing that is in your control, um, that definitely, you know, a common thing I see a lot of around people who um, 
who are aware of who they are, what they do, why they do, uh, and are more like peaceful with you know the process, uh, not with like just pursuing things mm-hmm. and uh, going after things. You know, yeah, that's I think. Um, I mean. It's obviously helping you a lot. And I also love this, you know, practice of writing down uh, your values, you know, your manifesto, your affirmations. Uh, it reinforces those, you know, good habits that you do and your goals and everything. And also probably helps to focus your mind mm. on the things that are important to you, you know, that you're working on. So that's that's amazing practice. Um, I don't do that, you know, writing down things. I, I just read them. But I hear that writing them down makes them much more uh, powerful and like effective. Yeah, I, I was kind of quite anti it initially. Um, felt like being like being punished as a child, making like writing lines out the same thing every day. Um, but then there's some people that I know that I really respect um, that do it and rave about it. So I was just like, mm, let's just try it. And uh, yeah, it's good. Um, it kind of just it's like a reinforcement because it's really easy for things just to slip out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are also so many distractions. Going on. Yeah. <laughs> Especially these days, you know, news and social media and you're constantly by your computer also, you know, it's like everything popping up constantly. Um, So we talked about uh, mental practices. Uh, We talked about nutrition. Uh, What about your exercise? You mentioned that it's really important to you and you have seen quite a lot of priorities in that area too. Uh, So what are the things that you do right now uh, and maybe you want to do more of? Yeah, so um, it's kind of in three areas really, I guess. So I've got some particular goals uh, and it's how I've, you know, I said I want to be kind of fit, healthy, strong and flexible. And so it's about, well, how do I define that? What is kind of like, I've got some habits around that. So I do a, a five minute stretch workout every day. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first thing I do, um, and that's just helping to kind of improve my flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then I do a more intense yoga session, kind of once a week. Um, and I really I f- try and find things that are considerably above my level. So balancing risk of injury, but finding things that are, that are hard that are going to push me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy that. And from the kind of fitness side, so you know, for instance, I want to be able to run a 10k uh, run in just un- in under 45 minutes, um, which is a pretty rapid time. And I'm about 46 seconds off that at the moment. Um, so I kind of like, so I like having, I've got some concrete goals. So yeah, 45 mm-hmm. minute 10 K I want to be able to do 20 pull-ups. Um, so I've never done a pull-up really before, maybe a year or so ago, worked through a few challenges where you kind of do so many a day and so many sets, um, built up and I can get up to comfortably kind of four or five sets of 10. Um, and then I'm now doing, a, I think it's about an eight week thing that just kind of builds up to being doing to, able to do 20. And so... There's just things in my head that says, well, most people can't do 20 pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Most people can't run, mm-hmm. you know, 10K in 45 minutes. They are things that, you know, a healthy person or a strong person, they're the kind of things that I associate. Um, and obviously we're in lockdown at the moment. So uh, I've got a pair of adjustable dumbbells, which mm-hmm. are fantastic. So I can do really good kind of strength workouts um, where I'm staying. I when Normally when I'm in the gym, you know, it, again, it's a lot of strength stuff. So kind of four or five times a week. And when I get back into that, when we can get back into the gyms, as we record this in where are we, January 21, um, when I can get back in the gym, then I'll probably put some targets around kind of how much can I bench press, how much can I squat and shoulder press, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's again, it's coming up with that identity and saying, right, well, what? let's put a number against it. Um, and when I get there, I'll want to maintain it and maybe I'll push it a bit further. But, you know, there's a, it's almost like a baseline level. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I walk a lot. So I walk every day, always aim for at least 10,000 steps, probably three or four days a week. I'll double that. 
Um, and then good, I like a good cardio workout. So again, fast runs, fast sprints, things like that. But mm-hmm. I'm also um, really big on efficiency. So if I can do a high intensity workout, always my preference. So, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes, really high intensity rather than, you know, an hour and a half. So if I can do kind of compound movements that we're using multiple muscles at the same time, then all the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds um, like a lot of training. And But what I like about it is you're very intentional about that. Um, it's probably also, you know, partly coming from um, reading this book, Atomic Habits, and realizing that if you want to improve something, like your strengths, your flexibility, your fitness, then you got to make it measurable, concrete, and you got to put it on your schedule. So as you mentioned, if you want to be more flexible, then you got to do some stretching. It's not going to come by itself from just wishing it. So um, that, I think, um, a not a problem, but an issue for a lot of people. People make this, you know, resolutions. We're in January 2021, as you mentioned. Uh, but then people never make them concrete. Uh, you know, it's like, I want to eat healthier or even things like, I want to drink more water. But what does it mean exactly? Like, what does eating healthy mean for you and yeah. how you're going to do it daily this year? Or what is drinking more water means? You know, how much water? When? And once, what I find, once people put those, you know, measurements, um, when once they put things on their schedule, uh, they almost always get better at that. Maybe not, you know, perfect, but better for sure. Um, so that's uh, an amazing thing. And so did you learn it just from Atomic Habits book or from a lot of other no, resources? I was doing a lot of tracking before that. And I've spent some of through my corporate career and the kind of consulting I do, um, lots of stuff around smart goals. So being mm-hmm. specific and mm-hmm. measurable is really, really important. Um, and just start small. You know, that's the key thing. So, you know, if someone wants to come drink more water, we'll start and say, right, I'm going to drink two litres of water and track it. Right? Mm-hmm. So have a tick mm-hmm. sheet next to your desk or something like that. <laughs> have a really visible. So there's tons of apps. And, you know, we've talked about this, Angela. You know, there's great apps that you can use. But actually, for me, there's nothing better than sticking something to the fridge or sticking something to the cupboard door yeah, and checking it off every day, mm-hmm. making it really visible in front of you until you build the habit. Um, and I do that all the time. Whenever I want to build a new habit, I will put it onto this tick sheet and put it in. And I do also I have that tick sheet. It goes into my spreadsheet at the end of my every week when I do a review. Um, but having it visible that you can see the streak as well. So you can see that, right, I've done two liters of water every day for three days. Great. I'm not going to break it. Um, some days you might break it. Something might happen. But basically, the rule that I've kind of come across is, you know, never miss twice. You know, mm-hmm. so if you miss mm-hmm. one day, just make sure you absolutely hit it the next day. Don't mm-hmm. let that become a, a streak. But yeah, a visible, you know, create a goal, you know, kind of a number, but just make it easy on yourself. You know, don't, mm-hmm. if, if you're not drinking very much water now, don't set yourself a target to drink four litres, right? start at two, uh, or whatever it might be. But that's, for me, it's just, yeah, reasonable goals, hit them, then increase them, but just track it and, yeah, mm-hmm. take it off. Because we all, you know, there's a reason that we use star charts and tick sheets and trackers like that for children because it makes them feel good. Well, you know, I'm not averse to a gold star. So, <laughs> you know, and I have rewards and there's rewards that I put in place and have done so that, right, if I do, and it used to be based on achievement of something like a weight or something like that. And I've changed that and that was fine. But sometimes actually, you know, there's reasons why you might have worked really hard. You might not hit it and it could be quite demotivating. So for me, it's much more now about habit tracking and saying, right, if I do this thing for 30 days, then I'll do a reward. I'll have a mm-hmm. reward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think rewards are really important because you know it is hard. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to make a change, um, I find clothes are now a really good reward for me. 
like kind of, you know, and I have literally cleared out my entire wardrobe in the last six months um, as I'm feeling better and the stuff just didn't fit. And when I, basically your clothes and the things you wear should make you feel great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, someone once told me a little while ago, you know, if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a no. Yeah. So, you know, do you feel good wearing that kind of whatever item it is? And if it's hell yeah, brilliant. If it's not, you know, change it. And so that can be really great rewards. So I've started to kind of level up in the kind of things I'm buying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, stuff that makes you feel good. Okay. Yeah, that's, you know, rewards. It's a great strategy. The only thing I would add as a coach that I learned actually quite recently from Tiny Habits book, um, rewards for them to help you to actually stick with your habits much, much better. You got to do a rewarding behavior right after doing the habit or while doing the habit. So, for example, you know, if you uh, did so many steps or steps, yeah, or sets or you, I don't know, did something really well nutrition wise, you got to like high five, you know, good job. And that um, helps your brain to release more dopamine and dopamine helps us to stick with things, good or bad. You know, dopamine is a pleasure neurotransmitter. So the more we feel it, the more our brain memorizes that thing that is happening at the same time with it, and the more we start doing of that. And so for it to be released and being associated with that specific habit, we need to celebrate right at the moment. And you gotta like make yourself feel really good, whatever it takes, you know, for different people, it's different things. So just, you know, wanted to mention. So besides all these rewards that are a little bit delayed in time, you might want to incorporate those other mm. rewards that you do right at the moment. Yeah. Ce- celebration is huge. You know, whether yeah. it's tiny wins or, you know, big things, always celebrate stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I find, you know, a lot of people find it's difficult to stick with things because they forget to celebrate, to acknowledge that they did this progress, even though the scale might not show a lot but you did that, you know, consistency, doing things that's got to be celebrated um, probably even more than the results. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, Noel, you do uh, all these things that uh, take a lot of time and energy and, um, you know, consistency and focus. Do you find it more or less challenging um, in two situations, you know, working as a digital nomad, uh, you know, working for someone, but also having to manage your own business. So in that situation, but also through this whole pandemic thing. So, um, yeah, let's share with us. Yeah. So, um, so kind of when traveling, it's tricky. Okay. So, you know, I would typically have, you know, have a routine at home and then I travel a couple of days every fortnight with work. Um, and then you're faced with a whole different set of challenges. Um, and so at home, it might be the biscuit tin or chocolate chips, things like that, you know, because, um, you know, my stepsons, etc. those kind of things were always around. Um, if you can control that and not have them around it, it's a lot easier. So a lot of it's about routine and it's about when you're moving outside of your routine. For me, I have to be a lot more intentional with it. So if I'm going to be traveling for a few days, um, I will have some particular plans of what I'm going to do for particular meals. Mm-hmm. So it might be that I say, right, I'm actually going to have a protein shake for breakfast or I'm going to just do something different. Or if I'm traveling and I'm going to be traveling over meal times, then I'm going to say, right, I'm going to go buy somewhere and buy somewhere a salad, for instance, so I can you know, keep some kind of structure to it. Um, so it's about being intentional, I think. In terms of the pandemic, so for me, when we had our first lockdown here in the UK, um, I really wanted to kind of, you know, it was during this kind of spring and summer here in the UK and there was an opportunity there. So I bought a, uh, we bought a TRX set 
Uh, we bought uh, pull-up bar, dips bars, fit them in the garden, and I kind of almost just doubled down onto it. And so actually that March to July time in 2020, I made some huge progress, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome, and it kind of felt really good. Uh, and it's just little things like, you know, I wasn't traveling 20 minutes to and from the gym, so I just had more time. Um, it just requires you to be, yeah, a lot more intentional about it. I then ordered some adjustable dumbbells from China that took like two and a half months to arrive, <laughs> but they're brilliant and they're worth their weight in gold. Uh, so yeah, you just have to put that effort in it and plan it, um, and potentially get help. You know, that's where, so I, you know, I was able to just lean into my coach and say, mm-hmm. right, you know, that accountability side of things, the workouts planning, I didn't have to think about that. And that for me, you know, some would see it as a, as a big luxury and an extravagance, but for me, it's kind of, well, there's a person I want to be and there's a person I am and I can choose what I give my time to. So mm-hmm. should I spend my time planning my workouts and making sure I've got variety there? Yeah. Or should I focus it on my friends, my family, and my business and let someone else do that? And it, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people see like coaching or um, some sort of training with somebody else as additional, I don't know, expense or something to be avoided. But I think that people forget that uh, money is ultimately nothing in life. They don't bring anyone happiness. But if you invest them in creating tools or, you know, uh, like coaches or other, I don't know, services or tools that give you time, give you more quality time, you know, with people that you value or more time for doing things you love or uh, more confidence and energy because you are, because they help you to become that next version of yourself, right? Uh, Like, whatever it takes, you know, you have the the opportunity, the ability to invest into that, why not? Because again, you're not going to bring money with you into the grave, but it for sure feels better when you live your life as, you know, doing what you love with your time, being the kind of person who you want to be. Um, so, yeah, thank you for sharing, you know, this piece also. I mean, I um, it's worth noting that before I kind of got my kind of health and fitness coach, um, I'd never, I'd outsourced tons of things in my business, but never personally. You know, I'd not invested. And it was a big deal. And I spoke to people at all ranges of the price range. And I was amazed at how much you can pay for coaching. Um, and thrilled because the fact that that's a thing that you can pay well into four figures for for coaching um, in the normal world, you know, not getting into kind of celebrity world or anything like that. And so for me, it was a significant investment, but it was that, I guess the question that I'd always ask is kind of, you know, if you could click your fingers and, you know, pay an amount of money to be, you know, the weight you want to be, have the appearance you want to be, have the body you want to be, and you could do that tomorrow, would you pay the money? And if the answer is yes, then the only difference is just it's going to take a bit longer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so for me, it was a huge investment. And, you know, I had 15 years of not getting the results I wanted um, to be able to look back on and go, no, this is the time and, you know, let's do it. And I'd I'd recommend it to anyone, any time in the world. Yeah, you know, uh, another point, thank you for sharing this, you know, but another point that I like to make to people is like, um, okay, um, you uh, have the ability to buy a bag, you know, or a piece of clothing or um, whatever that, that is. And you have the ability to invest into uh, the service, this coaching person, this tool that will make you better. Uh, why do we often choose that back, you know, or that um, easier thing that will, yeah, give us satisfaction right now, but in the long run, run like in a week, in a month, this back, this thing, it will mean nothing to you. Mm. And the thing that you're going to be left with is yourself, and what you invested into. 
And I think, you know, if more people understood that, I think it's just mm-hmm. the delayed response, the rewards of investing into coaching and into something you do into bettering yourself, that makes it a little bit more difficult to realize the value of this back, you know, or that coaching that you might invest in. Uh, well, uh, anyhow, I, I'll be mindful about your time, Noel. Uh, it's been a long conversation, fascinating for sure. You know, I'd talk to you for a couple of hours more. Um, is, uh, you know, last few words, thoughts, like, is there anything else you'd like to share with maybe um, fellow digital nomads or people in general, you know, also in the in this pandemic, trying to get healthier and fitter? So if you have anything to share, please do so. No worries. I think the main thing is I'd say is, yeah, figure out what's important to you um, and, you know, who you want to be. You know, what's the person you want to be and what's the life you want? Uh, and that's been huge for me uh, pretty recently. Um, and actually lockdown, there's never been a better time to focus on like health and fitness and kind of nutrition because, you know, we're not going out for drinks, we're not going out for meals and things like that. So actually there's a tremendous opportunity right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But ultimately figure out what's important to you and then, you know, either put the time and be intentional about figuring out how to achieve that yourself or get help. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's plenty of people out there that can uh, that can kind of help with that, but you've got to be intentional about it. You've got to really want it. Um, and yeah, read Atomic Habits. That's probably the single single <laughs> biggest thing for me. Read Atomic Habits and sign up to James Clear's emails. That's, um, you know, huge fan. Uh, any other tools by any chance? Like maybe trackers or something else that you personally like to use? So uh, My Fitness Pal for kind of food tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, Train Heroic for workout tracking, which is absolutely brilliant. I've moved to that recently. That's really, really good. Um and then, to be honest, just Google or Pinterest for habit trackers, right? There's loads of really attractive sheets. Print one out, write the habits down the left, tick the boxes each day. Um, and that's how I started. And it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to join on this advice. You know, tracking your consistency using tools, using other resources is one of the most powerful um, habit amplifier that one can you know get into invest into or start using uh so thank you for this advice uh i'll be sure to link everything that you mentioned in the show notes uh and also if people uh, want to connect with you maybe ask something or is there a better way to do so uh best way is um what is it probably? yeah probably best to head to, head to jobrack.eu um and then contact me through there Okay, cool. And we're going to link that into show notes too. Uh, So thank you, Noel, for your time, for this amazing conversation. Uh, I learned a lot for sure. Uh, And I'm sure a lot of our listeners who have their uh, health, fitness and other goals also learned a lot. So thank you for joining me today. No worries. Thanks, Angela.